Hello and welcome to the Talk Speedway podcast and the first bite-sized podcast of 2021. This week we step away from all the Speedway news uh, to catch up with Roddy McDougall, uh, who's written a new book uh, that's due out in May. We are in partnership with Grant Henderson Tankers, Wellman Cars of Hamilton, Maitland Travel, Blackfires Financial Services, Metaskill IT Recruitment and of course Heathen Haulage. I'm Scott Frame, he's Graham Muncy and this is Bite Size. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. We are back with another bite-sized podcast, the first of 2021, and joining myself and Graham uh, for the very first episode of 2021 is Mr. Roddy McDougall. Now, Roddy has got a book out due out May the 3rd, 2021, which, given the roadmap that we've just been given, uh, should tie in quite well with the start of the new Speedway season. Uh, Roddy, the book's called No Breaks, A Lost Year in uh, British Speedway. Uh, Very much looking forward to this. How did uh, the idea for the book come about? I'm sure it wasn't the fact that we were going to have a lost year in Speedway. (laughs) You're absolutely right, and, and th- thanks very much for sort of uh, um, inviting me along for a chat. Um, I, I mean, the idea has been bubbling around in my head for a, for a while now, probably coming from from two areas. One, I'm a Speedway fan. Uh, you know, I've been going to Speedway for a for a number of years. I probably uh, shouldn't say where I started going because someone will have to deposit fifty p in the <laughs> in the jar. Um, but I'm also a journalist, um, and I've always thought that there's really good stories. I know we all know that Speedway is not going through a a golden period at the moment, but it's always struck me that it's a sport that, I don't know, if you can just draw out some of the positive stories for a wider audience, um, that would be a very good thing to do. I I now live in London. I moved out from Scotland a, a, a while ago. And when I tell people that I've been to Speedway, which to be frank, isn't as often as I'd like to go, and it's not as often as I used to go. I normally get two reactions. One is, what Speedway? From probably younger people, sadly. And the other one is, oh, Speedway, is that still going? I used to go to Ellesmere Port. I used to go to Reading. I used to go to Coventry. I don't know, it was still going. And it just strikes me that there are people out there who, if they knew that Speedway was still going, if they knew that on its day, as we all know, it is one of the best sports going, that would be a good thing. And so, Ruddy, you mentioned that there. Obviously, the book has had to change and you may be able to do it on the fly. But but what can readers expect? You're maybe not giving away any spoilers, but who are the kind of characters we're going to be seeing, what they did instead of Speedway for the year? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're right. The, the, the idea of the book was to basically follow British Speedway for a year. And I was going to start perhaps slightly uh, obliquely in September 2019 with the closure of Stoke and also the British Grand Prix in Cardiff. And then I was going to follow it through the winter. I was going to follow it into what we all know was looking like being a really good, exciting season. Jason Crump back, Peter Kilderman back, you know, some big names, Nicky Pedersen. Uh, and then obviously, uh, you know, we got the, the Ben Fund Bonanza uh, and that was that was it for, what, four or five months. Um, so... Instead of following 
teams or following individual riders and seeing what they were up to. And, you know, I had plans to go to the Speedway of Nations. I had plans. I'd convinced my wife that going to Poland last summer for 10 days holiday, taking in two or three uh, extra league game uh, meetings was a good idea. All that had to go by the board. Pitch Publishing, who are who are behind the book, uh, I kept in touch with them. They were happy for me to continue looking at what happened month by month. So in a sense, you've got a bit of the end of the 2019 season. You've got some of the build-up over the winter. And then you've got effectively what happened month by month through some of the main people who were involved. So... Um, I'd always wanted to, in a sense, reflect British Speedway through some of the the promoters, some of the riders, some of the supporters. So, you know, I spoke to to Rob Godfrey, I spoke to Jitendra Duffel, I spoke to Dave Tatum, uh, some of the riders, uh, Tom Bacon, Josh Otte, Nikolai Clint. Um, Just in a sense, not every month, but to sort of check in with them to see what they were up to. And obviously they had different different stories to, to tell. So it is a different book than I was expecting. Um, and we take it through effectively to the, the end of October, although there's a short postscript to take in a couple of things that happened um, over the winter. So as you were speaking to these people throughout the summer, obviously there was a lot of uncertainty. We thought we were going to get racing in June, kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. What was the feeling when you were speaking to the guys? I mean, especially Rod Godfrey there. Um, I don't think there would have been a worse time to come in there as BSPA president um, what or chairman. Uh, what... Um, what was the feeling as you were speaking to them? Was it more kind of anxiety and stress and pressure that they wanted to get it going I, and get it up and running? I, I, I would not have wanted to be Rob Godfrey uh, last year. I mean, baptism of fire. I mean, you know, we all know that, you know, the, the, the British Speedway Promoters Limited Association come in for a lot of stick. But I think it was it was a thankless job because the decisions effectively were were being taken out of out of. Uh, his and the the you know the other direct hands. So I think I think there was genuine desire, and at one stage I think there was belief that they were going to get some kind of league season underway. I think the big change came when uh, Oliver Dowden announced, I think in uh, uh, one of the Down Street pressers in July, that um, it was effectively grassroots sports that could return to action in a few weeks. Whereas, as we know, Speedway was classified as an elite sport, which effectively, you know, put the uh, put, put an end to any thought of, of league racing. So I think there was, you know, I think there was pressure. Uh, I think there was, I think they wanted to do the right thing for the, for the fans, but also for the riders. I think they were really, really aware of the fact that the riders had invested a lot of money you know, over the winter, January, February, looking forward to a March start of the season. As we all know, the weather in March, April in 2020 was gorgeous. I mean, I'm not even sure there would have been a Speedway meeting cancelled by the time we got round to the, the Speedway Nations at Bellevue if it had gone ahead in the first bank holiday weekend. So I think they wanted to do the right thing. But in the end, I think the decision was taken out of their hands. Yep. And Obviously, you would have had a, a deadline and, and you know to get the book in, but have you kept in touch with anyone kind of over the piece? Have you spoke to these guys about what their feelings are as we look ahead to 2021? Um, I sort of stopped when we got to the end of October um, on the basis of, you know, I was well aware that um, I was, you know, phoning them up um, at times when, you know, it was, a, it was a tough year last year for everybody. Um, so I thought I'd give them a wee break from me, as it were. Um, um, so I've not really been in touch with them with them since then. 
Uh, Roddy, uh, in terms of the book as well, so you mentioned that it's pitch publishing that's kind of doing this, what you're doing this with. Um, in terms of, like, pardon the pun, pitching the idea to them initially, then obviously the, the world changes. How did they adapt to the changes in terms of you pitching this book to them to say, well, not all's not lost here, there's still a story to tell? I think when we when we kind of had that chat, I mean, I, I kind of got in touch with them probably in about the end of April and said, look, um, you know, clearly the book that I, p- I pitched to you is not necessarily going to happen. I mean, you know, we were six months into it. I think at that stage, no one really knew quite what was going to happen. Um, and, you know, I just told them uh, while the book is kind of British Speedway's year, month by month, there's also stories that I pick out. Uh, stories that I pick out from, you know, the history of British Speedway. Um, I also got in touch with, for example, Laura Morgan at Workington, because I think particularly for people who don't know Speedway that well, you know, the whole what happened to Workington uh, two and a half, three years ago, uh, in a sense, kind of encapsulates British Speedway as it goes into its 10th decade, really. So um, I think there was enough of a story. There were enough stories in there to keep the narrative going to the end. And obviously, you know, there, there was a whole thing about, you know, are we going to get a season? What kind of season we're going to get? Um, you know, in the end, we know we got, I think, was it 16, 15 or 16 meetings of some sort? Mm-hmm. Um, we got a British final. So there was something. Yep. And uh, I guess for, for those that maybe aren't in the know, pitch publishing, kind of the a pretty, you know, a lot of books, all output comes out of pitch publishing, but they may be aimed for that kind of more niche market. You know, you're, you're not going to see a, I guess, a Freddie Flint off autobiography or a, a Ryan Giggs book or something, maybe. But the, um, if anyone from pitch publishing, I mix the two together. Um, if anyone from pitch publishing is listening, that they're probably going to be happy with us because on the back of the fact that I'd never heard of them and, and knowing the book, I had a look at their website and my first order is actually on its way from them just now. So even oh. before no breaks hits the hits the shelves. Um, it's done a lot of of work for them um but you know is there you've just finished this one book it's due to come out but has this kind of left you wanting more is there more stories you think there's left to tell or even what was going to be the original guys off this book do you think that's a story you'd like to revisit hopefully now that we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel um that's an interesting one i've not really thought about that i mean it's an odd thing. I mean, you know, this is the the first book I've I've, I've written, even though I'm a, a a journalist. Is you know, journalists, you know yourselves. It's kind of very sort of short deadlines, whereas this is a sort of long term project. Um, I, and and while you know, it's it's at the printers now. I almost feel that in a sense, the job for me is almost just beginning because, you know. As I said, one of the reasons for writing the book wasn't, I hope it's of interest to people like yourselves, I hope it's of interest to people, you know, who go along to uh, Speedway Tracks, who read Speedway Star, who are on the forums, who do the podcast, but I am hoping that it will reach a bigger audience, that it will reach an audience that doesn't necessarily know about Speedway, those people who thought it wasn't uh, happening anymore. Now, whether I manage that or not, I don't know, Um, but certainly, you know, just talking to a couple of sort of former colleagues, journalists who, not necessarily sports journalists i think the fact that you know uh, maybe we should explain the title is no breaks but it's spelled b-r-e-a-k-s obviously a play on words because i feel that speedway is a sport in a sense that has not had its share of luck over the years um you know whether it's the government classifying it as elite an elite sport and i know we've all got our own opinion of whether that should happen 
But, you know, for me, if you if you have an elite sport and you have someone who, for the very first time, a Britain becomes European champion in the same month that you're classified as an elite sport, you'd sort of expect that to get some decent level of mainstream media coverage. I think, you know, Robert Lambert only got coverage in the Daily Star, from what I could see. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the mainstream media, I think there's a feeling that, that Speedway is a bit of a left-behind forgotten sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whether there's a second book or not, we shall see. But I think, you know, one of my jobs, one of my aims over the next few months is just to just to see if we can the more people that talk about Speedway, the better. It's like you guys and the and, and the podcasts that have come up, which I think is one of the real positives over the over the last year. The more people who are talking about Speedway, the better for the sport. Absolutely, Roddy. Uh, and just to look, um, just looking on the website there as well about the author, uh, you mentioned about getting Speedway back into the mainstream. Now, I see from yourself there that you were a producer and a reporter for BBC News and BBC TV Sport. At that point, when you were working in those jobs, did you find it difficult to get manoeuvre Speedway into the news on the BBC? Because, let's be honest, the, the Speedway is a forgotten sport to the BBC these days. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting. I think there's a real difference uh, between sort of BBC locally and BBC nationally. I used to work, I had four uh, very enjoyable years at BBC Newcastle. Um, and... I, I was very keen to make sure that um, Newcastle, Berwick, Middlesbrough's results were covered on the on the late night bulletins, um, and I think there still is an interest uh, locally. But I think nationally, um, you know, question of sport used to have Jason Crump, used to have Greg Hancock, used to have Mark Laram. I can't remember the last time they had a Speedway World Champion. Uh, was Ty Wolfenden ever been on? Question of sport? I'm not sure. I know we've been on the breakfast sofa a couple of times, but it's it's very. It's, sorry, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. It, 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 it's, it was it, a, it was an answer on a question on the chase last week. I know that much. <laughs> I know we know that because he he must have been watching it because he put it up on his own Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, I, I know from the BBC's point of view, they'll say, well, you know, Sky had the you know exclusive rights from what, 97 or so. Uh, then it was BT Eurosport. But um, it does, you know, one of the things that I, I point out in the book, and I, I know you guys are quite keen on American football. I'm quite keen on, on baseball, so I'm not saying let's not cover it. But, you know, Swindon win the last uh, British League title. There was there was no coverage at all on the BBC website of that. There was of the you know a fitness update on the Kansas City quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, fine, but you know I, I like to think the BBC is a sort of British uh, broadcaster, and you know this was the national championship. So it's, it it does slightly annoy me that um, you know it's 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 completely fallen off the agenda. Yeah, you're right, Roddy. You know, obviously, I guess as a in their position as a public service broadcaster, you would kind of hope for a little bit more um, nationally from the BBC. The the local guys in certain areas seem to be very good. I think of the, the BBC West Midlands, I remember listening to, to some matches, I think it was at Wolverhampton and potentially Birmingham yeah. that they cover live. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to see a little bit more. Um, kind of talking about coverage, we've, we've mentioned the publisher and pitch publishing, we've mentioned the name of the book, um, but why don't you give us a little bit more information? I assume the book's available for pre-order now. You know, if people want a wee bit more info, can they find you or, or the book on social media? Where should people go to, to kind of get a bit more info or to purchase or pre-order? Yeah, um, the, it, it, it is. It's available for pre-order on uh, Amazon, Waterstones. Uh, is it Goodreads, the new one that's up 
Goodreads, something like that. Um, and I should say that um, I'm kind of making everything that I make from the book or any money that comes to me uh, is going to the uh, Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. Fantastic. Uh, Paul Ackroyd was was very helpful at the start because you know while I'm a Speedway fan, I certainly was not as as well connected as 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 the likes of of you two. Uh, so I was almost starting from a blank uh, a blank piece of paper, and Paul was useful in sort of um, uh, helping with a couple of early contacts. But I've always thought that it's a it's a charity that does a heck of a lot of good work, um, and so um, as I said, I'm not make, making anything from it. Anything from my royalties will be going to uh, the Speedway Riders Benevolent Fund. So so I'm. Hoping that it will it will be a, a you know a good interesting read both on the fact of you know looking at sort of September to October uh, last year September 2019 to October 2020, but also in a sense I mean it obviously reflects what we all lived through uh, you know going from you know the hope of March to sort of sitting through April with with nothing on and then Speedway coming coming back up in August. Um, and I think one thing I would say, you know, one thing I'm, 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 you know, I would want to get out to people who don't necessarily know Speedway. I mean, I know there's a lot of talk at the moment about, you know, what kind of season we're going to get this year, 2021, with, you know, some of the top names being there. You know, we all know Speedway, you know, whether it's Freddie Lindgren, Ty Wolfenden, Bartosz Smars, like, you know, that amazing race at Torren on the last Saturday of the Grand Prix, where I think we had six leaders on six corners in 19 seconds, you know, Speedway at its best. And yet, you know, one of the best races I saw last year was, was um, I think, the British Amateur, the, the British Youth Championship at Scunthorpe, the first meeting when it reopened after the uh, lockdown. Uh, Luke Harrison and, and Max James on the 250s, um, who are, I, I understand had a really good uh, tussle throughout the whole series of, 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 of those rounds. But it was great. Um, you know, so, yes, it's good to have the top riders there. But, you know, we all know that sometimes... If the track's not right, if the riders aren't, you know, aren't up for it, um, you don't necessarily get the best, the best racing. Sometimes you can get really, really good racing, great entertainment from some of the younger riders, some of the lesser lights. And, you know, I think we'll all just be delighted to get back and see live Speedway uh, this summer. Um, and I think for British Speedway, if we you know, can get through this summer and, you know, we'll see where we are with the Polish uh, regulations at the end of the year. Um, and take it from there. That that's something you say all the time, Graham, isn't it? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what level it's at. Four guys getting round the track. Uh, if they're all, all of equal level, then it can be extremely entertaining. Yeah, hundred percent. I know we and you see it on social media and the forums. I can understand the clamour fans have for the the big names, but you know some of the best racing I've ever seen was was conference league level or reserve races in the the championship. You know, if if you get four guys on a well prepared track that are on pretty even a standard, then you know the time doesn't need to be four seconds faster than another one. It's going to be close, exciting racing. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's something that you know we know that because we're Speedway fans. And that's why we're we're having a chat. Um, and you know, not not everyone who goes along to Speedway for the first time will say, "Well, this is great. I want to come back." But you know, even if we can get more people just coming along more people trying it out you know i guarantee some people some people will will love it and stick because it you know we know it's a great sport i, I know myself sometimes 
I probably watched it I don't know, seven or eight times over the last couple of months because it cheers me up. Chris Harris in the 2007 Grand Prix. I still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. It's it's just a, a terrific sporting spectacle. It's brilliant. Absolutely. See, Roddy, I would be the exact opposite. I would avoid that because I had a nice dunt on Greg Hancock to win that Grand Prix <laughs> that was going to pay for my entire Cardiff weekend that year. So I think I was the only Brit in the stadium that was crying with pain rather than crying with joy when Harris pipped him on the line. Ah, well, there you go. There you go. You, you, you can't please everybody. <laughs> Roddy, in terms of yourself, you mentioned there you grew up uh, watching Speedway, and but uh, we won't charge you the fifty pence fee for mentioning a certain team from the east. Um, where, where, how did your love of Speedway come about? Because obviously, to write a book, donate royalties to to a Speedway charity, etc., you must have a real love for it. Where did that love come from? Uh... It's odd. It certainly didn't come from a family. I think it was probably the fact that um, I mean, I grew up in Edinburgh, um, and obviously, when I was when I was sort of very wee, Speedway wasn't there. And then I think um, you know, I first started going just because um, it was a team in Edinburgh. I liked the fact that it was uh, you know, Speedway was based around teams that I could identify with. It wasn't necessarily I don't know, you know, multinational engineering or motor companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went along to Powder Hall, which is still, I mean, I know it's long gone, but, you know, it's still one of my, my favourite sporting venues. Uh, and I got hooked. Um, you know, I think I went along to the first first meeting of the season uh, and I was there for the rest of the season. I just, I, I, I loved it. And then when I came to London, um, you know, I'm kind of, I had to write them down. I mean, we had Wimbledon, Hackney, Arena Essex, Roy House, Reading was still going. Um, you know, it was a huge choice to be able to go and see and all those names now long gone. So for me in London now, the nearest speedway track is probably Sittingbourne, probably Kent Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, you, you know what, you know, I'm talking about the old world congestion is like in the southeast. You, you've got to decide well in advance if you're going to go to a speedway meeting. Yep. And, and I guess, you know, looking forward a little bit as well, we... We kind of touched on it at the start of the episode, you know, the our roadmaps, as they were called, have now come out. The, the British Speedway Association, you know, the social media has been very positive and very active kind of since that, saying 17th of May, we'll be good to go. Um, you know, how, not taking the politics side into it, but how, how excited are you for the season ahead and how realistic do you think it is that, that all these plans that have been made, we should be able to see some of it through? I'm a lot more optimistic this week than probably I was last week with what certainly the, the government uh, in Westminster has announced. And I saw, I think, on my Twitter feed today that uh, the championship clubs have already kind of moved some some uh, meetings back a couple of weeks. Um, listen, I think after the winter we've had, I don't know what it's been like for you or your, your listeners, I think you know I'll just be delighted to get out in May, to be among a crowd, to see bikes, to smell the methanol, to hear the revving of the engines uh, and to start filling in the programme again. And, you know, I think we're just going to have to, you know, maybe it's not necessarily going to be the top quality riders that we've perhaps been used to. You know, maybe there isn't going to be a KO Cup, but there's going to be Speedway. Um, And I think, you know, I'm sure the, the British Speedway promoters, I think it was Lee Kilby last year who was tasked with coming up with different options. I, I suspect they've probably got a couple of options already up their sleeve in case it gets moved back again. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, 
you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think most Speedway fans are certainly people that I follow on my my Twitter Speedway line. Should have mentioned that there is a a Twitter feed, No Breaks, B R E A K S. I think it's at No Breaks Twelve uh, that people can follow, and obviously we'll be putting sort of updates on on there as well. Fantastic. I was actually saying that to you as well, Graham Earle, wasn't I, before we we started recording or speaking to uh, to Roddy that just can't wait for to go to a speedway track again to enjoy some racing take it for what it is no politics four guys getting around a track never once again will I ever moan about a long journey to Plymouth or something <laughs> I'll revel in it I can assure you <laughs> yeah and, and actually to be fair you know if all the plans do go ahead and, and you know people like a moan but I think the the fixture compiler needs a good pat on the back Absolutely. and from what I've seen Every northern club has southern tours. I know you text me as soon as the fixtures come out. We're a week away. I've looked Edinburgh. I've got Plymouth Pool back to back. Then Kent Birmingham back to back. Pretty much every southern team is coming up and doing Edinburgh, Glasgow, Berwick, Newcastle, or, or some variety off that. Um, and that's kind of it's been it's, it's maybe a bit of common sense. It's been lacking for the last few years that that's not been the case. You know, one-off trips from Edinburgh to Plymouth is no fun for anyone. But great to see that there's actually going to be in a year where potentially we're not going to be able to jump on a plane to Australia, America, even certain places in Europe that actually this has been fought off. I mean, I know my girlfriend might not know it yet, but our August holiday is going to be in Plymouth and Pool. <laughs> and, uh, Excellent. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. I, think, I, I, mean, I mean, as well as, uh, you know, I think, you know, we all follow different sports. I, I do think Speedway fans were, were quite good at beating themselves up about the sport we've got. Uh, and I know you've probably mentioned this in the past before on on the podcasts that um, you know uh, it's very easy to be pessimistic about British Speedway, and you know there are things to to work on. It's you know it's it's not at its zenith, far from it. But I think there are things to to, to point to. I mean, you know whether it is the track inspectors, whether it was uh, you know the, the the Premiership transfer window that was going to be introduced. I'm not sure if that's going to happen this year. Um, I think another thing which which certainly comes out in the book, which I think is a positive, is uh, you know the the the, the on the on track and off track setup of the of the Great Britain team. Um, you know whether it's you know Rob Painter, Vicky Blackwell bringing in you know national sponsors like Marston's, uh, like Smythe Toys. Or the fact that, you know, we've got Ty, we've got Robert Lambert, we've got Dan Bewley. And then, you know, we've got some, I think, really exciting, really good young riders who are not afraid to go to go across to Poland and, you know, uh, improve their, their skills there. Um, you know, the GB Academy. I mean, I think there are, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy road. Far, far from it. But I do think there are things that you can look at and say, look, that's promising. That could work. That's going in the right direction. Absolutely. I can agree more. We tend to kind of focus more on the positives. As Graham said, I think, last week's show, um, sometimes we maybe beat the drum a wee bit too positively at times, but it's because we've got a sheer love for the sport. When we mentioned there, Graham, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head and you've actually took the words right out of my mouth in terms of the Southern and Northern Tours. It's, if it's good planning ahead in terms of not everybody's going to have a summer holiday, very, very few people. So if that can be built around speedway meetings, etc., then it's to me that's only going to increase crowds. I mean, that's what I think the Southern and Northern Tours mean, because growing up around Armadale every Friday, you knew every year when Newport came up or Workington came up, 
no, that's not a southern team, but Newport probably most specifically. They brought about three buses with them, and it was jumping, and you'd all these... Because Edinburgh was the first stop on it, they were always steaming by the time, <laughs> time they got there. But you know what I mean? It's like, that's their holiday... That's some people's holiday for the year, and I think to tie that in, I think it's, I think it's excellent, because like you, Graham, um, my... Kind of suffering wife through Speedway <laughs> getting informed quite uh, of last night. I think it was that most of our kind of holidays this year will be built around. Sorry, more specifically, my holidays this year will be built around <laughs> uh, bandits meetings heading south in uh, June and August. By the look of it as well, and it's. I think it's great. I think it's good planning, etc. As well, and um, as I say, I do think like you, Roddy. I do see quite a lot of positives. We talk about the, the, the the national team set up quite a bit on this because it's impressive and it is um, it can it rivals if not beats any other nation within our sport which takes a lot to do considering some of the the coverage that some of the other nations get but it's a massive massive credit to to Rob and Vicky there as well with what's happening and that there is lots of positives uh, the negatives are that you don't have guys like Robert and Ty racing in this country but we've got them racing for the national team which if they're successful could potentially grow the sport domestically as well absolutely yeah no I mean um, I think that is something to cling on to and listen you know the the book um, you know I've, I've, I've tried to be as balanced as I can be um, and, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not, you know, tr trying to paint an, an over rosy picture because, you know, um, we all know that we could do with, you know, bigger crowds. We could do with a younger demographic going coming along. You know, there's, there, there, you know, marketing the sport on a, on a wider basis, you know, a more national basis, perhaps. Um, but I do think there are things. And one of the things which, again, was one of the drivers for the book. Um, is there are a lot of good people involved in this sport, whether it's the riders, the promoters, the sponsors. Uh, they, they spend a lot of time, some of them spend a lot of money, um, ultimately providing something which entertains me, if I'm being selfish about it. Um, and, you know, it was great because, you know, former journalist, I've dealt with other sports over the years and, the fact that, you know, almost bar none, people were happy to chat even during last year when it was a tough year, um, you know, to give me 15, 20 minutes to chat through what was going on, what they were up to. Um, you know, I'm full of admiration for people who, I'm full of admiration, first of all, for, for the riders who, who ride. Uh, I've never been on a speedway bike in my life and I'm fairly sure I, I certainly <laughs> won't be. But, I'm, you know, I'm full of admiration for people who, you know, the riders, uh, the promoters who put their, you know, put their money and time on the line. You know, yes, I know they get a lot of criticism for putting their head above the, the parapets. But, you know, you speak to Jitendra Duffel at, uh, at, at, at Redcar and, you know, what he goes through in a normal week, you know, pre-COVID in terms of, you know, promoting the club. Um, there isn't a lot of time left at the end of the week to actually promote. Yep. And, and that kind of wraps us up quite nicely, Roddy. I'll, I'll give the book a, a further plug off. It was No Breaks, and that's B-R-E-A-K-S. can be found on Twitter at No Breaks 12, and the publisher was pitchpublishing.co.uk. The book is available to pre-order now. Um, Amazon, Waterstones, Goodreads, and, and hopefully maybe some other sort of good bookshops and, and other websites as well. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the names involved, Jitendra Duffel, Nikolai Clint, Josh Otte, 
not to put anyone off, but two podcast hosts might make an appearance on a couple of pages as well. They do. Um, they hopefully do. that, I say, hopefully that won't, sales might just have slumped on the back of that news for some of my food, Roddy. Um, hopefully that'll be off. But yeah, one that I can only speak for myself and Scott here. I know we're both really looking forward to reading. And I said, maybe it's just worked slightly in your favour that the 3rd of May will be two weeks before the first British meet and all being well and everyone will just be looking for a wee appetite wetter just to get them in before the before the real stuff starts on the 17th. Indeed, indeed. Fingers crossed that it does go ahead and there's no uh, there's no uh, uh, hold-ups because I, um, I think we could all do with just getting out to uh, Armadale or Plymouth or Poole or Wolverhampton or wherever. Absolutely, Roddy. Well, thank you for joining us on Bite Size. That was an association or partnership with uh, Maitland Travel, Grant Henderson Tankers, Wellman Cars, Blackfriars Financial Services, Meta Skill for all your IT recruitment, and of course, Heathen Hodge. Uh, you can catch us again next week when we'll be back with another British Speedway update. Uh, we're We'll announce guests uh, later this week who we've already got tied up. Not like us, Graham. We're still well ahead <laughs> of the game in this one. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter at Talk Speedway and, of course, Facebook and Instagram at Talk Speedway Podcast. Of course, you can check out our website at talkspeedway.co.uk uh, where you can catch up with our back catalogue and the best ways to listen. And, of course, we do have some features on there as well. So until next week, it's a good night from me. That's a good night from him. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway.